the Sonder Podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Lobner. Uh, today I have Travis Vickery with us on the phone. I got uh, Robert Saponic. Dude, I almost forgot your name there. Yeah, God. Man. <laughs> Worked for you and everything. You're just going to forget my name. <laughs> it's been a long day. It's, it's a Monday. It it's, it's a Monday. Give me a break. Um, so. Robert and Travis, both of y'all work for us here at True Ballistics. Y'all have been here for a few weeks now, and now we got to see how everything is going and kind of watching us grow. Uh, Robert, you did a little seven rim mag today. Travis, you did – what did you work on today, Travis? Uh, I worked on a uh, 270 today. 270. Yeah, I got to try to get those orders out the door. But we're, uh, we've been working on ammo all day. We're not going to talk much about ammo, but – we're going to get to moving on, uh, talking a little bit about hog hunting. And um, how y'all doing in the tournament so far? Um, uh, go ahead, Trev. I think I'm sitting in first right now. I killed uh, killed three yesterday and uh, or Saturday and uh, submitted them. So I, think, I believe we're sitting in first right now. Uh, you got three already? Yeah, a a total of four, but yeah, I killed three Saturday. I'm way behind. (laughs) Man, I've been setting my trap, and I've been using this wild hog stuff that Mr. Dell gave us. And I don't know what it is, man. That stuff, it just doesn't seem to be working for me. Uh Uh-oh. It really don't. And, you know, that apple-scented corn, now that stuff works. Because every time I bait that trap with it, but I guess I'm going to have to go get me a bag of that stuff because that that other wild hog crap, man, it – it ain't been it ain't been doing its job, you know what I mean? Maybe uh maybe you ain't got no pigs out there. Oh, I got pigs. I got uh I use some stuff just around the feeder. I ain't set my trap. I've been kinda lazy on the trap thing here lately, but around the feeder I've I'm getting a lot of a lot of action. I just gotta find the right time to go and sit. And the past few times I've sat, I ain't I've been there at the wrong time, apparently, because I ain't seen them. Been getting a lot of does, a lot of young young bucks coming in and out. But as far as the pigs, I'm, I'm striking out. I went and sat with uh, a friend of mine uh, yesterday evening. Um, we did some work out at his place back in the summer, uh, early fall. Got his place cleared up, got a feeder out there. And, uh, Travis, you've actually taken a pig out there out of, out of trap. And, um, yeah. Uh, Roly, who, who's been hunting the property, he's got – two pigs himself and uh we were going for number four last night and they just nah, just didn't seem to work out but on the way home i saw a couple in fact uh not too far from from his house after i left i, I got on county road uh was it 331 right after that low water cross and saw a couple across the road but uh it's just not working for me right now um you know man it's like uh People don't realize how much of a schedule those animals get on. And then they get on it, and they're on this regimen, and if one little thing changes, their whole attitude will change. They come at a different time this day than this day. You know what I'm, you know what well, I'm saying? The, you it's, know, it's, they'll be showing up, you know, um, to where you can almost get, like, within the hour when they're going to show up. But once you shoot that one, especially, like, if you're, if you're hunting feeders, once you shoot that one pig – uh, I mean, I've seen it to where they disappeared for months just for just off that one being killed. You kind of, you know, I, I do believe you have to pretty much get the whole sounder at one time because they, they do learn 
especially with a trap. If they see one get trapped, they, they won't go back in one. Um, every now and then you get lucky and, and they'll come back. But for the most part, they, they're a very smart animal and, and you're not going to fool them twice. But yeah, that's uh true. I can actually speak personally. Kind of, uh, we set that trap out at a uh, Rolly's place or I did and trap one sow in it. And he said, he said he's got them other pigs coming to the feeder, but yeah, they ain't going. Yeah. And, he, and he proved it. He killed two right after that. Exactly. Well, I mean, the last time I caught any pigs, it was it was four, and I shot them. You know, I killed them all. And then that there's 30, 40 pigs under the feeder, and Nathan's feeder, my brother, his his feeder's about a hundred yards. You know, mm-hmm. and they yeah. they just won't go in the damn trap. Yeah. Um. So when did y'all first start hunting? hogs uh with dogs the way i know both y'all set traps most of the time y'all hunting with dogs when did y'all first start hunting with dogs and who was y'all's biggest influence on getting into the what y'all are doing today well i think we both had the biggest influence or the same influence i should say right trav trey i mean yeah he was he was that's travis's brother and uh i mean he was the one that got us really into it and Travis got into it before I did because he's a couple years older than me you know before my parents would let me go out by myself but I've been hunting dogs since I was young just with my dad but we hunted coons so it was a little bit different you know yeah a little bit different but at the same time a lot the same yeah that's true uh, I think when was it uh, your senior year Rob or so we really started hunting together well junior year yeah it was my junior year I was 17 that was when we first got to go out to the old that big ranch and Kingsville and uh, really, yeah, and really get down, you know, just get to hunt for three days in a row and all sweaty and nasty, (laughs) you know. Y'all are still sweaty and nasty. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, man, Uh, we'll go ahead, Joe. Pretty much, uh, I mean, we've been friends since we were were born pretty much, but uh, it wasn't, I won't say it's weird we never hunted together, but. Just for some reason that them couple years back, we just got with each other and then started staying with each other, man, and it's just kind of been history ever since. Yeah, I mean, we're, we were, we've known, like Travis said, we've known each other since we were born, you know, and uh, yeah. we, we've we almost been like brothers our entire life, so it was almost like we know we're going to see each other, so we never spent much time with each other other than yeah, what we what our parents drug us to. So, you know, we always saw each other at church. We always went to each other's house occasionally. You know, we was always hanging around. But uh, I feel like once Travis graduated, I didn't see him as much. And then, you know, I I got freer, got my own ride and everything like that. It kind of just aligned itself, right? Once you start driving, it opens up a whole new world for you. Oh, man, it was was nuts. You you got a lot more freedom when you got a set of wheels. Oh, yeah. Well, that's yeah. like, you know, uh, like Roly, you know, he's hunting now, but, you know, we grew up, played ball together, went to school together, and it wasn't until, like, my senior year, you know, he was a junior that he really started to go out with us, and, and um, we actually got him fishing first. He was going fishing with us, and and uh, that turned into the whole, you know, started shooting guns and got him introduced to all that. And now, all the good stuff, yeah, man. yeah All the good stuff. He started to realize that there is a, a life outside of baseball. And, oh, yeah. And so now now he's addicted to, to hunting, and this is, well, this is his second year hunting. He, he uh, 
uh, first year he hunted on my place, he got his first doe last year. And uh, this season is the first season of him hunting on his own property, on his family land. And uh, he's got two nice pigs already. And um, he's got a decent eight point on camera a few days ago. He's still he's still going to try to to get him a deer, but man, clock's ticking. Yeah, man, I've yeah. I've always been around hunting. You know what I mean? And so has Travis. Like our whole lives, you know, we grew up way out in the sticks. You know what I mean? And I mean our our dads are the definition of a redneck. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, it's <laughs> we've been around it our entire lives. It's just a matter of you know when we linked up, and that was damn Travis. That was a while back already. Now probably four that years, was. five years. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, we really started hunting hard, you know, and Trey, Trey Travis's brother, he, he took me hog hunting the first time with Travis and, uh, Philip and I was about, well, how old was I, Trev? 10? Yeah, we were, we were both pretty young. Yeah. You were in junior high and I was just like about in fifth grade, I think. Yeah. And man, that was, it was something, man. I was, I was going ape, I was going ape shit. <laughs> I was. I couldn't help myself. So okay, so uh, Travis, I remember hunting with you and Trey back. You know, when I was in high school, you were you were in middle school. Trey had just graduated. Um, from the time that you first started hunting till now, do you believe that hogs have not only increased in population, which we know for a fact that they have, but would you also agree? that the average size of the hogs around this area have increased as well? Um, yeah, I believe so. I, I really think so, especially them, especially them ones that have had a set of dogs on them before or been around for a little while and just grown old and wise. I, I believe so, especially if, especially, especially if they just getting used to it. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. just, like an old man they've been around they've seen it all they've done it they that's the reason they're living so long yeah so, so would you say that like you you have a better chance in today's world of going out and, and seeing a bigger pig than going out i don't know five six years ago yeah i think so i mean time i mean uh like your place places you're hunting i believe kind of take effect but yeah i i would say so I would, I would believe so. Oh, of course. I mean, as, if you hunt a place hard, and you're you got a lot of traffic in and out, and those dog you're running with those those dogs every other weekend, you know, you're gonna you're gonna put pressure on those pigs, and, and the the big ones are smart enough to move on out. But oh like, yeah, if you were to go on a fresh piece of property on any given day, do you feel like you're gonna find a a a bigger pig just because of the the average size for this area? Yeah, I think so. And actually, uh, I hunted a new property just the other night, man. And there was dogs out about 300 yards or so. They were all trying to stop one and one had came right back. Uh, we were sitting right next to a feeder and that hog came right back to us and, uh, was standing right there in the brush. And I hit him with the green light and saw him. And that was easy, a 200 pound boar hog or so just standing right there. So, you mentioned, you know, older hogs, you know, being acclimated to, to dogs and, and being around them. Um, do you feel that you're often uh, possibly outsmarted by hogs? And uh, are they catching on to the way hunters are using 
dogs to, to catch them? I, I, I can say I firmly believe that there's a, it's deer season right now. So I lost, we lost that property to hunt, but, uh, yeah, um, there's one hog on a property that I've hunted before that has outsmarted me or just straight up out muscles and outran them dogs. But, and I, and I want to believe it's the same hog because it's took the same path every time. And in the same spot. Yep. And we usually, uh, get on them in the same spot and we hadn't stopped them yet. So yeah, I mean, they ain't dumb. That's for sure. Well, that's just like, there's, here's a perfect example, Charlie. So we hunt this place in, um, Rungi, right? And it's a high fence, and there's only a certain number of pigs in there. Obviously, they're interbreeding. Yes, I get that. But for the most part, at one time, you know, I mean, there's a certain number of pigs in there, right? So you got this number of pigs. Well, these pigs have been ran on by dogs before, okay? So me and Travis come into this, and we don't know this. We don't know anything. We hunt it four or five times. And now, when you, what a lot of people don't understand, too, is when you're hunting with dogs, you don't always kill one. It's a hunt. You know what I mean? It's not it's not a guaranteed kill. You're not sitting at a feeder and you know he's coming at this time. You're trying to catch him. So one out of five wouldn't be bad, but or one out of three, I should say. So we hunted this place about five or six times and we didn't we didn't catch one pig and we're like, What the heck? So we start talking to the owner, and he says, Well, he's had dogs out here before from several, several different people, like four or five different sets of dogs. And he had to get rid of them, well, let them go or tell them they couldn't hunt anymore just because problems, you know, like not being trash broke or wanting to chase a cow or stuff like that. But as far as the pigs go, those pigs know. they Every time we hit them in that place, they go, they do something. And we, we can't ever tell because Travis's garment has been broke for a while. And they freaking burn us. Period. In a story. Is this uh, the place where they're, they're hitting that one gate? I actually, yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly what they're doing. Uh, went out there this past weekend and, uh, come to find out the, another buddy of ours, uh, he's got a Garmin and we watched him. We, we hunted the place. We hunted the place from, from the cross fence inward. So they wouldn't have a route to run to that gate. Well, sure enough, we got on them and, uh, we watched them on the Garmin just make a big loop and go right back to that gate. And went right under it. Burned us. Yep. <laughs> Burned us. Period in the story, man. Them pigs, they're smart. Well, there I, they are. I mean, the the few times that we hunted out at my place, you know, they immediately run to the river every time. Yeah, they, I oh mean, yeah. It it they'll run clear across the property, you know, through three different fences to get to the river. And once once they get in the river, if those dogs ain't on them, then they get across. It, it's, I mean, I. A hog to me is just 10 times better swimmer than any dog out there. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, and oh, yeah. we hunted my place before, you know, and we only have about 200 acres, so it's not it's mm-hmm. not huge. So you, it's very easy to run a hog off of 200 acres. Yeah, if you don't catch them right off the bat, they're gone. Yeah. So, I mean, me and Travis hit them kind of up front towards the pl- up up towards the front of the place, and uh, sure enough, they just booked it, went right under the fence, and we had to call all our dogs off, you know, because we don't have permission on the neighbor's place. So kind of a silly question here, but given an unlimited source of income, would you still prefer to hunt with dogs or would you invest in other equipment and gear to help you in the tournament? Oh, hell no. <laughs> Man, 
Go ahead, Rob. All right. Uh, man, I, I, can, I feel like I can honestly speak for me and Travis at the same time in saying that if we had an unlimited source of income, we would buy like a million acres or so <laughs> and just high fence it and hunt all day, every day, and we would win the tournament, period, end of story. You would hunt with dogs? All day, every day. It's yeah, just... I, I, <laughs> go ahead, Trav. It'd be like that, but you better believe if that was a night that I didn't feel like loading up all the dogs, riding around all night, uh, I'd have a thermal with you, a good one. i tell you that. Just to... It, uh, just it's, to uh, My bad. Advantage. No, you're good. Some type of advantage because them things are definitely handy. So, Robert, I guess in your opinion, the one thing that really helps out as far as numbers goes is having the land to be able to hunt. Yeah, that's that, that's my biggest thing is, like, it's so hard to hunt around here because a lot of ranches are not big enough to run dogs. They're just and – and you can run the dogs, yes – but you're going to run that pig straight off the place. That's why people with thermals thrive around here. Most of the people that I know that kill 15 hogs a night, they all got thermals and they all hunt farmland with no brush. And around here, most of the places are about two, 300 acres, maybe even smaller, and they're full of brush. So if you're, if you're, you're hunting farmland, you know, Milo, alfalfa, corn, you're going to, you're going to opt for more of a night vision or a thermal yeah. hunt. If you're hunting brush, you know, or, you know, a mix of brush, you're probably going to want to stick with a dog, in y'all's opinion. I would say. Yeah, uh, I, would, I, would, I believe that. As, as, uh, as, as dog hunters, you know, yeah. uh, w- any given night, any given day, what do you prefer to hunt? Do you prefer to hunt thick brush or do you prefer to hunt farmland? Uh, here's the thing. So you got a bunch of farmland, right? And that, that pig doesn't have much to do. So when that dog chases him, all it's going to do is just run and run and run and run. And a lot of the pigs now, they, they're, they're about 180 to 220 pounds and lean. They just like to burn you. We can't get them to fight because, like we said earlier, they're smart. So if they don't feel safe because they're um, in the farmland, in the open, you know, in the open fields, they won't turn around and fight. They'll just run. Now, in the brush, that pig might feel like it's sheltered or, you know, has a little bit of an advantage just because its skin is so tough and it can run and stop, you know, take a little break. That's when the dogs have the opportunity to catch it, in my opinion. Yeah, and I believe... uh Especially if them if that pig is uh been ran by dogs before and it's got away, I feel like it's gonna do it every time. Yeah. Because yep. if it's got away once, then what's stopping it from thinking it can get away again? Yeah. I just want to say one thing about the equipment and everything like that. You know, it's hard to beat the rush that you get hunting with the dogs versus hunting with a thermal or a gun or a spotlight or traps or anything like that. There's nothing that beats that. That it's it's almost it's almost an adrenaline thing. Well, you know there, what I'm there's saying? a sport to it. Yeah, and like when you hear that dog barking in the woods, and you're running through in the middle of the night, tripping over everything, and running through the brush, and all you're trying to do is get there to kill that one pig, and that's all you're focused on. 
and it's got all your testosterone pumping and you feel like you're about to bust a blood vessel in your biceps every time you take a step, that's, that's, it's just a different experience. That's what, that's what makes me love it so much. Sounds like a drug addiction. It, it's kind of <laughs> like that. <laughs> it's kind of yeah. like that. Especially when you hear them fighting it or you know they've got it caught and that thing ain't squealing. Yeah, it's a big one. It's just grunting, yeah. sitting it's there. It's a good one. Or, or you can, <laughs> yeah. You get in the little, you get in their little pathway and you can start smelling that boar hog on the way over there. Man, that's, that's, for me, that's hard to beat. Yeah. Yeah. Most so definitely. we hunt, you know, we're Texas hunters, specifically uh, South Texas. Um, when I say South, we're an hour South of San Antonio. Um, do you ever think here in the state of Texas that um, hunting with dogs will be outlawed in our lifetime? Oh, God, I hope not. I don't see why it would be. Uh, I, I have no idea. But I don't I don't think it will be just because that if, if the hog problem gets much worse, the effect on the farmland and the crops and everything like that is going to be detrimental. It's going to really, really hurt. The, the agriculture economy and, and they're they're gonna start they already took having a license off so you don't have to have a license to hunt pigs anymore here in the state of texas yeah here in the state of texas so i i really don't think that they're going in the opposite direction anytime soon which brings me to my next question is so if we were to ever put a large dent in the population of wild hogs and we were able to drop these numbers to a manageable population to where they weren't destroying as much farmland um to where they're, they're it's it's a little bit more rare to see a hog in in the wildlife yeah. at that point do you think it's a possibility no because it's an invasive species and and, and that's that's the only reason I say no just like a white wing, is that what it is? Or no, 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 it's, yeah, ring the, neck, the, the ring neck, ring neck doves. They're an invasive species. They're Eurasian. Yeah, they're they're open all year round. You know what I mean? And yeah. I don't really see a lot of them, but they're an invasive species. They're not supposed to be here. Just like the pythons that all those people in Florida let go. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying that we're not going to be able to hunt them. What I'm saying is, do you think that they'll ever outlaw hunting them with dogs because we got a handle on the hog population? Well, if they do, I'll tell them like this. I'm going to do it illegally because it's my heritage. <laughs> Period. End of story. Just like the moonshiners, you can shut them down, okay? You can take the moonshine out of the stores, but you can't take the moonshine out of the person, all right? You can't take the hog hunter out of the hog hunter. It's a lot like fighting roosters, right? Huh? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, i never been to I, one of them things. I would never see... It, it would take it would take a whole lot of us I tell you that to, to even put a, a reasonable size dent in this hog population oh I, I don't uh, see it happening anytime soon yeah uh, I no, mean as much as we're trying I'm, I don't see it happening I just I, I actually see a, a bigger push against you know hunting with dogs first than I, I do see you know us putting a dent in the hog population I just you know you got a lot of people out there that are against uh, what y'all guys are doing. Well, you yeah. know, go ahead, Trevor. Um, a lot of people I've had 
countless people uh, tell me, uh, you make that dog do that. Uh, that dog don't want to do that, and I beg to differ because one of some of the best dogs I've ever had in my life are picked up off the side of the road and went and went home and threw them in a bay pen, and they they took after it like they've been doing it their whole lives. Yeah, and what a lot of people don't realize too is that these dogs were bred for that. Oh yeah, yeah. They're hunting dogs. They got big, they got a nose and a lot of saggy skin on their face to trap the scent, and they will. If we weren't hunting them with hogs, they'd find something else to hunt. And they'd that's find yeah, that's it. I mean, period. Well, I, I had a, a a boxer who was given to us as, as a kid. You know, and the first time we ever took him to our old deer lease, the first thing he did was he ran out and he baited up a boar all, all by himself. His only downfall was he didn't bark. Oh, yeah. He'd run out there and he, he'd do his job. He'd run circles around those things and we'd go up there and shoot them, you know, and that was the first hog dog we ever had. Yeah. And it was completely by accident, no training at all. Yeah, I mean, like Travis said, some of them are just natural at it. They just take to it. And and it's not like like we treat our dogs very, very, very well. Like, I don't even treat myself this well, okay? We, I mean, we're giving them flea medicine. We're giving them vitamins. We're giving them top-notch dog food. We're giving them a warm place to sleep. You know what I mean? And these dogs want to hunt. They're in, this, they're in their big kennels that we have at, at Travis's house. And sometimes if we don't go hunting often enough, a couple dogs will jump over the fence and go hunt. And then they'll show back up at two or three days. It's, you can't take it out of them. Would you uh, agree that there's a very small percentage of, of hog hunters that use dogs to hunt that give um, the rest of the hunters a bad name? Almost definitely. Yeah, there's a very, very small percentage. And, and it, you can talk to anybody who hunts hogs. You know, everybody who hunts hogs knows about a thermal, and they know about dogs, and they know about this or that. They know about all the different ways. And a lot of what gives dog hunters a bad name is just a few bad apples, you know? Yeah. Just of, like in situation, it only takes a few to, to mess up the whole herd. You know what I mean? It don't, it yeah. don't take a lot. But that one, that one guy that goes out there and runs on that farmer's land in that farmer season, chase a cow or anything else that, that automatically embeds in that farmer's brain. Oh, uh, I don't want no dogs out here, period. Yeah. And yep. it's just a lack of training. A lack of yeah. knowledge, you know what I mean? Me and Travis were brought up around this our whole lives, and yes, we're both young, but we're both very knowledgeable as far as training dogs and training animals goes, you know what I mean? Just because we've been around it our whole life. If you grow up doing something your entire life, I don't care how young or old you are, you're going to know at least, at least enough to get by. Yeah. If you were brought up around something your entire life, you it, it's hard to not know. You know what I mean? And a lot of people don't respect our opinions because we're young. Well, I think a lot of it is not, you know, what you see, you know, what I've seen before. You know, I know that y'all been around it from the time y'all can y'all were allowed to go hunting. Um, but you do see a lot of these guys, they're new to it, and they jump in full speed, and they go out and they go, they go buy dogs, and, and they get a little yep. piece of property to go hunt, and they absolutely have no idea what they're doing. Yep. And, and I think there is those kind of people, not that what they're doing is wrong. I mean, if you want to hunt, get out. The only way you're going to learn is by getting out and doing it. But there's a right way to, to do it and a wrong way to do it. And that's the wrong way. And, and, and to just go out there basically untrained, you know, with just a random set of dogs, 
you know, can get you, for one, it, it, it's going to, like you said, it's going to put a bad taste in, in the landowner's mouth if you're hunting somebody else's property, you know, if, if they're not trained to not trash on, on cows or, or, or other, you know, animals. Yeah. Animals. Um, also, you have, um, it just, it's just not safe. I mean, you're no. going out yeah. there, you know, you run the, you know, you're going out there, the dogs are baited up, you're sitting in your catch dog, they catch these pigs. That's if they have a catch dog. Yeah. They don't even know. You go in there, and, and then at that point, you're grabbing the hog by, by the rear legs. You're rolling them over, or or you're at least you know getting his feet up and stabbing him. Something depending on, on the situation where he's at. You know, obviously that doesn't happen if you're in a mud hole or you in know a something, pond or but, something. Yeah, yeah, but um, on a river. Yeah, de- yeah, exactly. Depending on where you're at, but. Yeah. You know, I I see, and I've been in these situations hunting with guys that have no idea what they're doing and, you know, kind of makes you take a step back and go, I don't know if I want to be here right now. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if I want to be a part of it. I mean, it's like, you know, I've been in the same situation with the guys hunting with with rifles, you know? Oh, most definitely. Um, Most definitely. uh, Gun safety was something that I know for y'all as well has been drilled into our heads since the time we were able to pick up a gun. You know, our, our dads were, they were very strict on that. On our ass. Yeah. And, you know, when you're around somebody who, who doesn't have that mindset of, hey, you know, a gun is a tool and it needs to be used properly. Yeah. If they don't have that in their head, I mean. They go to wait. It could easily turn into a bad situation really quick just because someone was a little bit careless. You know, they got a little bit complacent. Um, and, and it happened and it happens to even the most trained, you know, oh, yeah. individual, somebody, yeah. you know, I, I mean, how many times have you heard of somebody that's been around guns their whole life, putting a bullet in their leg or something because they just got <laughs> or in their foot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it happens. It's just that, that chance, that percentage goes up when you're around somebody that was never taught the right way to begin with. And yeah. I think hog hunting, especially with dogs, there is that there's that feeling of of you know guys that you got your guys that are serious and your guys that know what they're doing and your guys that you know they're spending the extra the houndsmen yeah they're, they're spending their extra money you know taking care of their animals that they're they're devoted and you got your your part-timers your got your, your guys that eh, you know they have dogs but you know they feed them here and there they yeah they, they, they yeah may, they may give them shots and and I think you're start, you know, that's what I'm worried about as far as hog hunting is, you know, it doesn't take a whole lot of bad apples. To ruin the bunch. To, 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 yeah, to, yeah. To, to ruin reputation. And when you have, you know, bad occurrences take place and, you know, there's already a push. There's a lot of push from, from people uh, to ban hunting with dogs. I mean, you're, you're seeing it. Yeah. You don't see it as much down here because we live in Texas. Yeah. But it's true. out there. You go, you go up North. I mean, you talk to, uh, talk to anybody up North hunting cougars. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they don't, that's not allowed in California anymore. I yeah. mean, I think you have to be like licensed or, you, you know, only you have to be a like a government a state of, trapper, yeah, yeah, a state trapper to do it, but you can't, you can't do it anymore. Now they have uh, this 
these this cougar problem is 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 getting out of hand. Well, so. yeah, I mean, we saw that video the other day. That dude was walking down the trail in in <laughs> California, <laughs> saying, was, "Stop it!" Was that California? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Stop it! Stop it! No. Yeah, yeah like that cougar's gonna turn around and just be like, "Oh, he said no. I need to go the other way." No, sorry, that's not how it works. You know, and to me, it. I feel like about seventy five percent of the people who hunt dogs have been brought up in the right way and have always done it. Now, the other 25%, those are the people that are newbies, and some of them do it the right way, but a lot of them don't. And I I completely understand where you're coming from as far as saying, like, it doesn't take that many people doing it wrong to get it outlawed. So coming from guys who, you know, I don't don't own dogs to hunt. I I, I go, I usually, if I go hunting with dogs, it's it's with y'all. Um or somebody like y'all, I, I tag along, I go for, the, you know, just the rush of driving around in the dark. Um, from guys who, who have grown up doing this, who, who were, were given dogs from the day they can pretty much walk, um, looking at somebody from your point of view who's wanting to get into what y'all are doing at the level y'all are doing it at, give them some advice. I'd say... The major piece of, uh, uh, not the major, but a major piece, I'd say about a good 45% chunk of knowing what you're doing and doing it the right way as far as running dogs. I love your percentages. You're very good at <laughs> Well, I, 25%, I just, 75, 45. Well, yeah, well I, I break things up in my mind very systematically. I'm just messing okay? So, uh, honestly, though, I feel like a good – 45% chunk of what, what goes into running dogs the right way is having a mentor. You know, me and Travis, we had a mentor. It was Trey, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And even then, I I had my dad, you know, running dogs for a different animal, but at the same time still running dogs, you know, still running in through the brush in the dark, not knowing where you're going, not knowing where you've been, trying to find your way out. Because it's very, very easy to get <laughs> lost in the brush in the dark. Well, I understand. You know, everything's easier when you have – someone a mentor someone who's experienced somebody yeah. who can take you by the hand and say this is the right way well, what i'm saying is find a mentor okay okay yeah uh i i believe a big part of it is uh just putting the putting the time in man putting the time in and making sure your dogs your dogs are the way you want them to be don't don't just go out and buy a dog and expect it to do everything you want because that dog was not raised by you. It wasn't trained by you. It's not going to know what you like. It's not going to know what you don't like. You know what I mean? Just having your, having your pack and having faith in them and believing and knowing what they can do because you taught them to do that. You know what I mean? Knowing knowing what your dogs can do and then backing it up when it comes time. Yeah, that's true. So you're a believer in practice makes perfect. Yes, I mean me and Travis, and not, and, and not with not with all dogs, of course, right? No, no, like like I said a while ago, some people say uh, we make them dogs do this, uh, and I've had more than a couple dogs in my lifetime that I've had to give away because they just did not ever take to it. They did not want to do it, and I mean, yeah, we tried tried to make that dog want to do that, but. That dog didn't want to do that. So, you, you know you what? You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink, right? Yep. That's the exactly. truth. That Preach. dog went to home. So, yeah. I had no need. Oh. And I think another thing of 
what Travis is saying is like training in general with your dogs is very important. So would y'all would y'all be want to push someone new into going to like a uh, uh, a hog bay competition? Would yeah, you encourage that? yeah, but it's just it's a little so, different. That's, that's the only problem. But I mean, different world, same concept. There's there's your strictly bay pen dogs, and they're gonna go to pretty much every hog bay and place in the top two or three and you throw a wood dog in there and he's going to want to try to catch it and he's going to look back and look for his catch dog that's coming and he's not going to be there would you so you probably you probably be more one to like encourage them like if you wanted to introduce a dog to it that would probably be the route to go like you want to see if if that if that dog's got grit or if that dog's going to even want to be a part of it that's probably uh, the route to go. Yeah. And uh, what I would say is not necessarily a bay competition because that takes yeah. money. Oh, yeah. Comp- yeah. But, but, it, but, but it's also a way, it, like like you were going towards wanting to find that mentor. Like yeah. you're, that's also a way to oh, go out. Oh, that's a very good way to meet people. Yeah, to, find, to meet other hunters, yes. guys that are willing to that's, trade dogs, and see I, what people are doing and talk to them. I get what you're saying too. It's almost just like a very, it's like an introduction sport. You know what I mean? Like yes. it's like a it's like a, a way to break through the ice because it's a public event it's it's in a public place and there's a lot of people around you get to talk to a lot of people meet new people see what everybody's doing see how they it, handle it's stuff. a public place but it's also very private <laughs> usually yeah yeah <laughs> I mean it, it, it's one of those things you, this isn't something that you're gonna go and it's like you know in somebody's neighborhood you usually go on some backwoods the ones i've been to were well, always nowadays though nowadays like the one in goliad was at their event center right near la bahia really the one in nixon is at the public park the one um i mean they're they're out there now they and they've advertised very heavily for those things because they generate a lot of money that's they good. use the fairgrounds and stuff now see and, and it's that, not hard to get in you know and from my standpoint I, all the ones like i said years years ago that i would go to weren't they were you know oh i mean there's still those somebody would drop you a pin and And you go to somebody you're you're going through a cattle guard going am i in the right place you know and And then you see like 50 trucks yeah you see a couple light plants off in the distance in the middle of this field and you know then okay here you are i mean it's very it was for a long time it kind of seemed like a very like underground yeah you know type of deal you're going there's still that aspect to it oh yeah yeah. but as far as as far as like public events now there are a lot there there's a lot more of them well, yeah. and I think that's because guys like y'all, it, it's becoming more popular. You're starting to see more and more people getting into it. You know, um, hog hunting is, I mean, hog, the hog population is, is becoming such a problem that you're starting to see it in, you know, residential and, and suburban areas. Oh, yeah. You know, and we're seeing that, you know, I'm, I'm 27. Travis, what are you, 22? Yeah, I'm 22. And so, you know, we're seeing that as our whole life of growing up, we grew up hunting hogs. It was something that we, we were born into. And I can say that in my short life, I've seen the numbers explode. Oh, yes. You know, and so when we when I was a kid, you know, like we didn't have night vision. We didn't, you know, I had that one half-ass hog dog <laughs> who we, he was just uh uh he just did it yeah excuse me um natural born killer but we we didn't do it like you know 
we we our place was was very we were lucky to have this little little piece of property that we had because it was the only piece of property that had water and cover and it was surrounded by farmland so you could go there like any time of day it could be you know the middle of summertime it could be you know any time of year any time of day and you can go find pigs in this piece of property because it was that's where they were bedding down now at night they would go out and they would hit all the farmland, you know. Yeah, go you, eat. You could walk the fence line next to where our neighbor had a, a, a really uh, large field of corn, and you could hear them. They were probably like, you know, 10 yards within that fence line, and they were just going to town. Yeah. You couldn't see them because they they, it's, it's a thick crop. Yeah. But during the day, you could walk down. We'd go down there. I had a bolt-action twenty two Magnum. That's That was my first hunting rifle that, like, my dad would hand me, and I'd carry around. I'd I don't even, the scope doesn't even have like a, a brand on it. It's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, a, yeah. It's, this is an old gun that was, you know, he was like, eh, he dropped in the mud, whatever, you know? Yeah. But that's how we, we would walk and same thing, Travis, like, like, you know, y'all talked about, um, you could smell those hogs, oh, you, yeah. you know, that we would go deep, like into the blood weeds, you know, and then you could mm-hmm. start to smell them and then yep. you'd hear them. And it's like, all of a sudden the place would come alive and you would have, you oh. know, of course, I'm a little kid, you know, I was, I was scared out of <laughs> my wits, you know, like, what is going yeah. on? But, you know, I yeah. just followed my dad and my brother, and that's how we hunted. And now, you know, but then again, that was on our lease on our farm, which is only, as the crow flies, a couple miles away. My, my grandpa was a farmer, and he farmed all different kinds of stuff. He did, you know, cotton, corn, uh, he did sunflowers, uh, he did alfalfa, milo. You know, we didn't see the damage then that we do now. Oh yeah, it's way worse. You know, uh, towards towards the end of of our farming days, it, it was getting pretty bad. Um, it was becoming noticeable, and we were taking a hit from it. Um, here in the recent years, though, I mean, and, and I've, I've said it before, just traveling the river bottom for fishing and, and or, you know, for kayaking or canoe and whatever we're doing on the river. I've been doing that my whole life on the same stretch of river. I see every bit of 10 times as much hog wallows. Um, just activity. In yeah. General. Just uh, the, the, the amount of activity down there on, on the river has exploded from the time. I, and I've been, I've been on the same stretch of river my entire life. This, this property of ours is on the San Antonio River. You know, being in a job boat, being in a canoe is something we've done since I could swim. Yeah. And I, I've seen just a, a, a massive increase of activity down there. And it seems, I mean, now it's to the point where it's like in the summertime, I can I can kayak or canoe up at like the hell on a bridge, mm-hmm. which is a pretty good float uh, up river. But I, if I leave early in the morning and I get there, I'll, I'll kick back and enjoy a sandwich or something, and then I'll, I'll float back and do a little fishing. Every time I do that, you know, I'll see not one or two, but, s- I mean, several. In several parts of the river, I'll, I'll see pigs laid up on the bank. Yeah, and it, it's so bad now. It's to the point where farmers, you know, whether crops are full-grown, almost ready to harvest, these pigs are destroying so much that they're letting people literally drive through the fields. Oh yeah, they they, they would rather have people drive over their crop and ruin it with their tires and their vehicle yep. than let 
Because, I mean, they're doing, by doing that, they're doing less damage than the hogs are actually, are actually doing. Yeah. And it, it's crazy. I've, I've, a couple of my buddies hunt for some big farmers around here. And back when I was in high school, that's what I, you know, I used to hunt a lot more with like thermal and night vision. Of course, I was a little poor white boy. I never had none of that. <laughs> but I had my AK and I was hanging out the side of a Ford F 250 going about 30 miles an hour through a cornfield, you know, with a spotlight. And I mean, just, just trying to dump. Every bullet I had into one of those pigs. You know? Spotlight is taking more wild animals than any other form That's of technology. For <laughs> That's for damn sure. Man, I can't tell I, you. If you want to hear some hunting stories, just ask your grandfather about, you know, fishing. everybody's grandfather out there, no matter what they say, <laughs> has killed a deer with the spotlight or killed a pig with the spotlight. It's my just grandpa, <laughs> you know, my grandpa's so old, Charlie. My grandpa's so old, he used to hunt with lanterns on horseback. Okay. How, he's how old is 95. He? Yeah, dude, and he's still kicking. He was walking around the farm the other day at Thanksgiving, man. I, I hope I'm doing that at 95. I can barely, I'm 27 and I can barely walk around. <laughs> <laughs> man, but yeah, the, the the population in as far as pigs goes and damage goes, it's going up. And you like, you're right, too, the hunters, the number of hunters is going up. And it's going up by a lot because here recently, me and Trav met people that. You know, they said, oh, yeah, I just started hunting. And it, it's starting to happen more and more to us that people are just starting to get into it. We, but that blows my mind. You have this huge increase of hunters. Why are we still seeing the population of the hogs go up? I think it's too late. You think it's too late? You don't think we'll ever I get think No, no. I think, I think what I'm saying is that we, we, we're behind the curve. We got to catch up. Okay. Well, I, I think there's a, there's a, a very steady curve and our steady increase in hog numbers and now here recently in the recent years there's just beginning to be a steady increase in hunters well, what i'm worried about is you know is are are we going to continue increasing hunters because we live kind of in a world where a lot of the youth they stay inside playing video games, or they're stuck on their phone. Man, you know, I, and I hate to say it, but video games are the devil. No, I don't, I don't, I don't. You know, as as a kid, we played them. I'm not going to say that. You know, I'm not, the devil. and I'm not saying I'm not saying but, that. I'm just, I, you but, know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, you you have, you know, I, we were kids. You know, I, I lived to go out and hunt with my dad. Oh yeah, you know, and yeah, I was out there all the time. But now it's like you have a really. I watched a TV show the other day of a guy uh, hunting with his son in a deer blind, and and the whole time the camera was on his son, the kid was playing on his iPad. Yeah, and it's like you know you're you're really, you know, I'm guilty of of, of playing on my phone in the blind. I'm not going to say that I don't do that, but as a child. You know, I, I couldn't stop. I couldn't stand still. I was looking out the window, you know, praying to see some kind of animal. Yeah, and I, let and me let me reword that. Okay, I just think technology is a distraction, and it's kind of getting out of hand. Oh, oh, very much so. You know, that's what that's what I meant to say. Yeah. For all you people out there who love video games, I I've never played them in my life, but you, good but for you. But you're 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 a rare one. I mean, you know, I grew up playing them, and 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 you're older than me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I do realize, you know, the distraction they had. You know. Oh yeah. Um that I you know, I could have been doing a hundred different things that that were you very know, productive. Very productive over yeah. playing video games. You just hunting being one of them, hunting and fishing, you know, and, and that's kind of you know, I woke up one day actually uh when my wife I actually had an Xbox all the way 
to the point of my wife getting pregnant. And when she got pregnant, I gave it away because it's as a father, I don't want a distraction. Yeah. You know, I mean, you got to stay in touch. That's, that's one of the things. And it helps people. It helps a lot of people, you know, to relax, to just, just take their mind off of everything else. And and I could see it from a point of view, like, Oh, I, I don't, I've never hunted. I don't, I don't fish. I don't hunt. I don't, I didn't grow up in that household, you know, which is something that I, I really want to push for the guys that, that are out there hunting and they are out there fishing. Yeah. They have a, 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 you know, a life in the outdoors. Take somebody that hasn't had that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll change their life. I mean, uh, I got, I got a friend who's a, he's a perfect example. Now he didn't sit inside and play video games. He, he's been an athlete and he, you know, he played with, you know, baseball his whole life, but we got him into fishing when we were in high school we got him into hunting as he got older, and now, you know, he's got his own place. He's got his own blind, his own feeder. Yeah. You know, he bought a kayak. And he does fishing. I mean, it, it's – you you become addicted to actually enjoying what God gave you instead yeah. of what man gave you and creates, you know. Yeah. What it comes down to to me is is almost, number one, are they willing? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that, that's, that, that's, that's a it. big thing. Yeah. Are they willing to do it? Because I've – offered to take a lot of people out you know what i mean and a lot of people tell me and traps all the time right trap take us hunting when are you gonna take me hunting oh i can't when are you gonna take me hunting and then then I, we hit them up and they're like uh you know I, I got this to do or i'm tired or whatever and i i mean i do it sometimes too but i grew up hunting and i i still go hunt sometimes i don't go run dogs because i get cold easy now i still go hunt but what i'm saying is i have the willingness and the the drive to go do it and, and that's something that it takes, and it, it's hard to find people. And it also comes to having a soft spot, too. You know what I mean? Like, me and Travis, we were brought up in the church, you know what I mean? And we, we've always been willing to help people. It's been drilled into us, you know, our whole life. And uh, some people, they just don't want to They don't want to deal with somebody who doesn't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just it, you know what I mean? It's It comes down to the hunters, too, is having, a, having that... Um, willingness to take somebody out who doesn't know what they're doing and having the patience to teach them everything that you learned in a lifetime. Well, that, that's what I like most about hog hunting and small game hunting. And I, I like to squirrel hunt. I like to rabbit hunt. That's something I've, I grew up doing with my dad. Um, everybody that deer hunts has, you know, well, they kind of, they had this like, um, uh, how do I put it? They, they kind of feel like the deer on their property belong to them. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're very much, um, you know, unwilling to give up a, a deer hunt. Everyone's kind of like, well, you know. I, <laughs> yeah. It, uh, I'm really watching that one, and I don't, you know. Uh, they're, they're very picky about deer. Hogs, that's the great thing about them is you shoot a pig, and everyone's like, hey, yeah. Hell yeah, you killed a pig. Yeah, yeah whatever, woo-hoo. you know. So, yeah. Same thing, party. Yeah, same, same thing with, like, squirrels and rabbits and stuff like that. You know, there, there's not, like, a, there's not this trophy. Or bird hunting. There's, yeah, there's not this trophy hunt behind it, really. I mean, um, you start to put, like, the, the Boone and Crockett label on something and all that. And yeah. I think you really kind oh, of. Oh, I scored a one. Yeah. He scored a 168, you, you know. Kinda, yeah. You kind of ruin it, but. It's not like know, that. Hog, I know what you're saying. Hog hunting is a great way to get somebody introduced to it because a lot of people are willing to let people go out and shoot a pig that, you know, they're not, they're not afraid to, to, to give up hogs. On oh, the yeah, because they're not, they're not doing anything productive, those pigs. 
You know what I mean? And like a deer, you can eat it, and a deer looks good on your wall, but you don't want some nasty pig on there. You know what I mean? Well, and the the great thing about the great thing about a pig too is, I mean, I, I eat pigs, I, you know. Oh I, yeah. Depending on you know, there's that that size I go for, and I I do prefer a sow. I have cleaned many boars. Um, I prefer a smaller boar, younger boar, but a a, a sow is, is some of the best meat. You know, I, I like that. Anywhere between that fifty to like one hundred and fifty range. Yeah, is, yeah, that's is, a good eating is a good size, eating size pig, and and I mean, you you get to like smoke a, a hind quarter, like you know, a wild pork ribs are, are some of the best eating you'll ever oh, have. Oh yeah, and it, but like you said, there's not the trophy aspect to it. That's what I was trying to say. Nobody's oh, yeah. going out here every day and hunting a pig to try and put it on their wall. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean anything to them when they kill that pig. It doesn't, it might mean something per se, but it's not, it's like you said, it's not the trophy. It's not a competition between other people. It's just hunting, period. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's, you know, uh, we have to get the younger generation more involved. Oh, I agree. You know, I think this is, um, if we're if we're ever going to talk about bringing these numbers down, it doesn't start with, with you know, with the Me, people who are doing it. It doesn't start with you. No. It starts with, you know, my kids. Amen. You know, it starts with, with you know, Travis. It starts with your niece. You know, yep. um, it starts with, with your nieces and nephews. You mm-hmm. know, it, it's all, it's it's them. They're the ones that are going to do it. And they're the ones that oh, are going yeah. to pass it on to their kids, you know. And um, that's the only way we're going to get ahead of this is I by teaching the younger generation. And, and with distractions like cell phones and video games, I, I it's we're up, we got our we got our hands full. Oh yeah, and I think we need a hunter revival in the country. Oh to, yeah, to take control of this pig population, we'd need a large, large increase in hunter numbers to take control at least somewhat of this this population increase and this crop damage. And not not, not only that, but we also have the problem of. You know, I don't. How do I put this? I feel like there are some hunters out there who are who are they're 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 adding to the problem when it comes to hog hunting. Um, you're seeing a lot of transportation of wild hogs. Um, yeah. You're seeing, and, and and I understand there there's a business behind everything, but there is an industry behind hog hunting now, and. Um, Oh yeah, I mean to keep that to keep that industry alive, you have to keep hog hunting alive. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, and that's um, love of money is the root of all evil. I mean, it, and, and I believe the industry was created. The obviously the the industry behind hog hunting was created to to help destroy hogs. The, these guys that are that are making money on it, they're not the problem per se. They didn't start this problem. They're trying to find ways to end it. Um. It's there's a lot of like uh like high finch ranchers and stuff like that. Oh, they I, keep I, pigs. And in yeah, their and ranch, I'm not yeah. gonna I'm not gonna say because you are a high finch rancher that you are the problem. There are some out there that are part of the problem, and, and there are um, guys who um, who I have talked to personally that have actually bred hogs and let them go for the sport. Yeah, yeah. A, in a high fence ranch that happens. But see, you know what? I don't I don't know if high fence ranches are so much a 
problem per se because like it's not like we have an overpopulate like a an a rabid population of like um escapees or anything yeah like from high fence ranches so like i can understand it. and that's different too because if you're they're in a high fence ranch they're not getting out period because the fence goes under the ground you know what i mean and it, it's blocked it's made to keep them in so if you want to let pigs mess up your place all day go ahead so long as they don't get onto mine i think but that's the, where the problem is i think what i was getting at and 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 like I said, there's money to be made in anything, but, uh, you know, <laughs> and and I can't say I wouldn't do it if I wasn't put in their shoes because I probably would. Um, you see the, um, so say I want to go and I want to spend $10,000 on it, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go pay for a 180 to a 200 class white-tailed deer. Yeah. I'm going to go on this high fence ranch. I'm going to be wine and dine as I stay there. I'm going to go sit in a really comfortable blind, and they're going to tell me, hey, 8 o'clock, that whitetail's going to be here, and you're going to shoot him. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, that's that's cool. You know, I'm going to get my buck. It's almost yeah. guaranteed. But now what do I do with my next two days of me sitting on this ranch? Yeah. Well, that's, when they, that, that's when you start, you know, selling some hogs. Hey, you know, i tell you what, for another 300 400 bucks, all the hogs you can kill. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah, yep. you know, so it's, you know, it's a way to make a little extra money and all that. But at the same time, I know a lot of these ranches are, they're, they're, and it's a good and a bad thing because they're technically they're getting taken off the wild and they're going to these high fence ranches and they are being killed. Um, but, you know, at the same time, I do know, uh, I've talked to some guys hands on that have shown me evidence of wild hogs escaping high fence places. Well, and the problem the with transporting hogs is you run into the transportation of disease. Yeah, that's for damn sure. And that's them sons. Of you know, mm, they're nasty. That's when you start running to okay. Well, that high fence place is right next to a cattle ranch. Well, now that hog has escaped through a low water crossing. Yep. He's gotten and he was that. rubbing up all over other wild animals, and now they got yeah. brucellosis. Yeah, yeah. Now you've exposed all your white-tailed deer within the ranch, and not only that, now you also have your neighbor's cattle because that pig just jumped in the cattle trough, yep. or, or he's you know in their feed trough, or he's rolling around in that bale of hay. Well, that, Trevor, that, Trevor was saying that that those pigs get up in their feed troughs, didn't oh, he? Yeah, at that feed yeah, lot, and they defecate and they just urinate and everything, and yep. those cows come in, they eat out of that trough, so it's just. You know, and like I said, I don't, I don't want to sit here and, and accuse every high fence, you know, rancher out there with with deer property of doing this. I don't, I don't want to say that they're all bad because they're not, and that's a whole different, that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> that's a that's a can of worms I really don't want to open up because there there's a lot depending on what side you are on that. You know, you know, you you see a lot of guys are all for the high fencing, and you see a lot of guys that ain't. Yeah, and, let's just stay away from that. Yeah, that's that's a whole <laughs> different conversation. But um, as far as hog hunting goes, there there is becoming a, a, a giant uh, industry behind it. Um, and my my fear in that is is behind a, a a big industry. Will there be a push to eliminate the numbers, or will it become something that we just have to learn to live with? That we're just going to be okay with saying, "Hey, you know, you as the farmer." Uh, you know, if your if your crop gets wiped uh, out, if your farm gets gets hit, you know, you're just that's just part of it. 
I think I, I, I don't think because I, I feel like people who are making an, a business out of it, either they're doing it for the right reason and they're just making money off of it or they're a hyphen scrunch. So there's like there's like you said, there's two examples. So like Clayton, for example, Punisher Hunting, takes people out and he's genuinely trying to help out the farmers. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and he's, you know, that's his main goal. And that's why he doesn't charge uh, you know, he's got a arm very fair yeah, he doesn't yeah. charge an arm and leg because he's, they're I going mean, out and and uh letting people have fun, yeah. making a little money and and genuinely trying to help. And if there was no pigs out there, I really feel like he wouldn't be like, "Oh, let's let's, you know, let's keep this population around so I can keep making my money." You know? I feel like he would maybe make strike a deal with a high fence ranch know. or he's, something. He's one of those guys that he'd find another way. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, he he would. Uh, he, That's what I'm he, saying. He would move on to something else. That's you what know? I'm saying. I've, he could find a like strike a deal with the high fence ranch, and if they got pigs in there, he could do the same thing he's doing on all these farmer land. Well, I mean, for, the neat thing for about those high fences, you know, the, the neat thing about his his hunt is that it's not high fence. You know, you're you're driving around the countryside. You yeah. know, I mean, we went from. You know, Rungi to uh, Kennedy to uh, was it Panama Maria? You know, Sestahova. Oh, yeah, that whole area all in one night. You yeah. Know, on top of it. I mean, it, it was, you know, you're hitting so many different properties, so much open farmland. You know, it's, um, you don't know what you're going to see next. But mm-hmm. that's what makes his hunt so unique is you're not just going out to one particular place and sitting there all night. I mean, we drove you know half the county. Yeah, you yeah. know we started from 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 turn it up ten p.m. till you know five a.m. in the morning, and I mean, our particular hunt we didn't have the most successful hunt. We killed two great big boars that I was more than pleased to get. We got put on a lot more pigs. We just were not that great of shots. Um, <laughs> it's hard to shoot off a moving vehicle. Oh yeah, but it was it was a blast. But I'll tell you what, he he tried like hell to put us on on every possible hog he could. But, yeah. Um, see, no. I feel like the it's the it's the it have to be for it to get to the point where people wanted to keep the pig population around. It have to be um like a a very largely backed industry, and I I don't see that happening. That's why I'm saying I don't well, I don't see well, the industry having that much um equity well, involved. Well, you know, you, you we say that today, but when the guys that were behind what the whitetail industry is today started it, they probably thought the same thing. Oh, that's you know? true. Oh, that's true. I mean, imagine look, like now, now, you know, the whitetail industry is a complete, that's a trophy. You know, you're able to look at a set of antlers and, you know, there's just something about a whitetail deer that's got this majestic feel towards it compared to the wild hog, you know, but the great thing about wild hog is it's kind of, I don't like to say it's the it's a, a poor man's trophy because that's not where I'm going with that. But anybody, anybody can hunt it. Yeah, rich, poor, you know, whether you got ten thousand acres of land or a, or just a ten acre track, you can hunt wild hogs in almost every state in the United States now. Um, and now they're as simple as you don't even have to own the hunting license. You can hunt them with dogs, rifles. You know, if you have a ten thousand dollar thermal scope to go on your AR fifteen, and you got a you know four hundred dollar tripod, you could set up go on your AR fourteen. Yeah, yeah, you're you're you're. (laughs) (laughs) But you have, you know, or you know, you could do like like what we're doing. You know, you're 
your grandpa's love reaction 3030 that you threw a vortex three by nine on and and you yep. know you're hunting you know a little family patch of land yeah. with a feeder that you saved up you know a couple paychecks and and got you know and that's there's just so many directions that you can do it from and get the same result now there's numbers you know i think when we look at like you know when you're classifying someone as a good hog hunter you know the more hogs they kill kind of classifies them you know whatever they may be but when you're talking a big pig to me catching a big pig is or you know killing a big pig it's a luck game it's to to me it's a lot like fishing you know you have to to to, you have to have enough skill to know where that hog slash fish might be yeah. to start hunting. And then you have to like either, you know, use the right bait. Or just be flat out lucky. Yeah, or just be flat out lucky, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I know a couple of kids that the first time they went out, they, they shot a 300-pound boar. That yeah. has nothing yeah. to do with skill. That's just they were, at the right, they were at the right place at the right time yeah. and got one, you know. So it, it's a whole... I don't know. We could sit here and talk about hog hunting all night, but I really got to go. <laughs> we've been, we've got to get going. But, um, uh, fellas, it's been, shoot, we've been talking for an hour now. And, um, yeah. an hour, five minutes and 30 seconds. <laughs> it's, it's been, uh, a great, great evening. You know, we're winding down December. Um, I know y'all are kind of on the slow end right now with, with deer season. In full effect, and y'all y'all don't have all the properties y'all can hunt, but keep keep doing what y'all are doing. Keep asking, you know. Keep hunting as much as y'all can. Keep setting y'all's traps and keep chasing them with dogs. And and we're gonna come back and we'll have more stories to tell. And hopefully, uh, y'all can brag about some numbers a little bit. And hopefully, the next time we get to tell some some good stories, because me and Travis, you know, we got we got some good ones. Oh yeah, we just got to get more time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we got to dedicate one of those to that. Well, for our listeners, next time we have Travis and and Robert on, we will be talking some hog stories, and and I got a few as well, and we'll get Dell involved. And well, we whole gang. Thank y'all for listening. Um, then again, if you're you know if you're hunting out there, best of luck, and most of all, be careful. And if you do have the opportunity. I want to push everybody to take somebody new hunting this season, um, yep. whether whether it be for deer, whether it be for hogs, you know, you could really change somebody's life by getting them out there Most in the woods. Get a little adrenaline rush. If you're chasing them with dogs, take somebody out. Even if, you know, they don't want to really get involved by grabbing it and stabbing it, just let them go. Yeah. Let them be a part of it. It's a blast. Y'all know it's a blast. Get somebody else in it. You'll be doing them a favor, and they're going to go home with a story to tell and, and a story they're going to remember for yeah, the rest of their life. There's always something to be said about the effect that that has on you. Oh, yeah. Uh, just hunting in yeah. in general, you know. Well, that's going to do us for tonight. Uh, today's December 7th, so we still got another three weeks, a little over three weeks left in the hog hunting tournament. Um, BCBH, I believe, is in the lead. Yeah. Travis? I think they. Yes, I think he is. Y'all are in the lead. What's uh, what's uh, the the lead to you right now? Four right now. You're up four. Yes, sir. We're at four. Trisica has or T Trisica has what one? Yeah, everybody else has got a uh, one or none. Okay. All right. So I mean, we're we're in. We're done with the first week of the December tournament, and we're only we're up to four. So it's still anybody's game. 
Oh yeah, most definitely. We gotta. I gotta get out there and do some hunting. In fact, I got. Yeah, y'all boys and and anybody listening, it's twenty bucks. Just yeah, twenty dollars yeah. a month, yeah. and you can win a hundred and fifty dollars cash. Oh, right, right now, it's first place is two hundred. Two hundred dollars cash. Put another yeah. one on top of that. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. And a prize. So and mean, a prize. And as as it grows, you know these. It's gonna as the number of hunters involved grows, so will the prize. That's, oh, that's most what we want to yeah. get at. So, um, conservation through eradication. That's what we're pushing. And that's why we're pushing most hogs killed. This isn't a size game. You know, yeah. like I said, I, you know, anybody can go out there and kill a big pig. It takes a dedicated hunter to go out there and do this time and time numbers. again and get some some numbers, some serious numbers. And but right now, we're only up to four. So, nope. I mean, um, I, I can go do that sitting in my deer blind. Yeah, with an so, AR. Yeah, so, heck, I could do it with 30-30. With your AR-14. <laughs> with, with your AR-14. <laughs> yeah. Well, all righty, fellas. We, I got to get home to my kids. Y'all have a, yep. a good evening. I will see y'all tomorrow. We're going to get Sounds back to good, man. making ammo here at Triple yeah, we are. All righty. That's going to do us. Thank you for joining us. Y'all have a good one. Oh, my God.